everyone. Welcome back. It's another episode of Vikings Final Prep. I'm your host, Mike Wabshaw, coming to you from TCO Performance Center in Egan on a Friday, the final day of practice for the Minnesota Vikings as they get set to go to Soldier Field and play the Chicago Bears on Sunday. Different game time this week, everybody. Remember, kickoff, 3.25 p.m. Central Time, and it's on CBS and, of course, the Vikings Radio Network right here, FM 100.3 and the Vikings Radio Network, Voice of the Vikings, Paul Allen and Pete Bursich will be in the booth. And of course, former Vikings, Ben Lieber and Greg Coleman will be on the sideline. Make sure you tune into the Vikings Radio Network for this, as Voice of the Vikings, Paul Allen calls it, Northern Division Collision, a black and blue affair between the Minnesota Vikings and the Chicago Bears. Both teams, a little extra pep in their step on Friday as they got ready for this game because the Green Bay Packers, leaders of the NFC North heading into Week 4, they lost at home to the Philadelphia Eagles. Both the Vikings and Bears have losses on their record to the Green Bay Packers, so an opportunity for both teams to pick up a little bit of ground on the Green Bay Packers and the NFC North and try and keep lock and step or maybe gain some ground on the Detroit Lions, folks, who have not lost yet this season. So the NFC North proving to be one of the best divisions in the NFL through the first quarter of the season. Excited for Week 4 action, Vikings and Bears on Sunday. Okay, lots of stuff to get to in the show. You're going to hear from newly re-signed Viking Marcus Sherrills. You're going to hear from Vikings veteran Everson Griffin and others. But let's kick things off with the head ball coach. Here is Vikings head coach Mike Zimmer meeting with reporters on Friday for the final time before the game. Okay, tough, uh, tough division game on the road. They are a very, very good football team. Uh, strong defensively, uh, do a lot of things offensively with a lot of weapons, and they've got two uh, Pro Bowl returners. So we're going to have to play good on all three phases to win this football game. And, uh, but we're excited to go out there and, and uh, do our best. Who do you look to step up in his absence? Well, we got a couple other guys that come in and, and help us. Uh, you know, some of these some of these DBs are going to get in there and play a little bit more. Uh, so it'll be good. How do you feel the job Dakota Dozier's done filling in the last few weeks? Seems to be equally adept. Yeah, Dakota's done a nice job. He's he's a smart guy and he's tough. Battler like the rest of our guys. So um, we expect him to go in and play good. Last night's game with the Packers, I think, brought more questions about the pass interference and, and the reviews of that. Where are you at just with that new rule and, and how it's gone so far? I was never for it in the beginning, but, you know, and I, I honestly, I didn't see the the uh, ones last night, so I can't comment on those. So um, they did send, send me a tape uh, this week on all the ones that were challenged and, you know, they're not. They're not overturning very many. Throwing the challenge flag or not in those situations right now, that you know based on what you see, what you yeah. should do. Um, I probably, unless it's really egregious, I'm probably not going to throw it just because. And then even if it is, you know, it's hard to tell. What, you know, some of the. I mean, even I did see the one OPI last night that they changed. It was on the other side of the field. I mean, it was. Silly, but anyway, um, uh, yeah, I'll be careful with it probably. Mike, McKenzie can go. Do you expect it to still be Mike Hughes leading the way there and then McKenzie kind of easing in? 
Um, no, we'll give them both some reps if they can play. I was, I was talking to Paul Krause, and he was talking about Harrison Smith and that he kind of has a linebacker mentality the way he plays uh, the safety spot. Would you kind of agree with that, and what do you think of that aggressive mentality he brings to the position? Well, Harrison, number one, he's a good football player. He could probably play linebacker if we asked him to. He does a lot of different things. You know, he plays in coverage. He plays in, on the box. He plays. Uh, he blitzes. He does a lot of different things. So um, I would never disagree with Paul Krause. Can you get Anthony Barr back? How much does that expand what you can do on defense? Yeah, well, you know, it's he gives us a lot of flexibility in doing some things, yeah, so um, it should be good. Good? That is Vikings head coach Mike Zimmer meeting with reporters for the final time before his team takes on the Chicago Bears on Sunday. Now, a little understated there at the end by head coach Mike Zimmer, with the return of Anthony Barr. You heard him kind of start to go into what it would mean for the defense, but then he decided to hold his cards closer to his vest. Probably a good move. But, yeah, Anthony Barr being back for the Vikings, if he does indeed play in this game, is going to be a big deal. One of the best linebackers at his position in the National Football League. He missed last week's game against the Oakland Raiders with an injury. Should be back on the field on Sunday against the Bears. And he was back in the locker room meeting with reporters earlier in the week. I mean, was it one of those deals where you were on the cusp of playing Sunday, went through warm-ups, and just you knew at the very last second, okay, just can't go? Yeah, I just felt like I had whatever. Just, uh, made it worse. Like I said, I didn't want one thing to be to compound it. You've been able to win a couple times in Chicago. What are some keys to, to winning in a difficult environment? Um, playing good defense, you know, so it's going to be on us this week and try to slow them down and, um, you know, keep this game, keep this game close. Thanks. You getting close? Like, do you feel 100% ready to go this weekend? Uh, I should be ready for this weekend, yeah. Okay. What have you seen um, in the tape that you guys have watched of Trubisky? He's kind of had some ups and downs, but what are some things that he can, that you know he can do well? Yeah, he played really well last week. Um, he was able to get the ball downfield. Uh, they were able to sustain some drives, so um, definitely probably feeling confident. So it'll be important for us to uh, to play good this week. That's Vikings linebacker Anthony Barr. Sounds like he's going to be good to go for Sunday's game after missing last week's win over the Oakland Raiders. Now, on the injury topic for the Minnesota Vikings, Mackenzie Alexander a couple of weeks ago dislocated his elbow. was not able to play last week. Looks like he's going to be questionable for this week's game, which is a 50-50 designation on the injury report. Hopefully he can be back. Mike Hughes, of course, made his return last week, so the Vikings starting to get some depth at cornerback, and if McKenzie is back in the fold, well, they're going to be in pretty good shape at that position. And if you remember, the Green Bay Packers in Week 1 played with five and sometimes six defensive backs on the field to help manage Mitchell Trubisky's mobility and some of the trickery that the Chicago Bears offense can do. It will be interesting to see if the Vikings employ a similar strategy to that or their own strategy. We'll find out on Sunday. Other injury news for the Vikings, Kentrell Brothers is out of this game, and that was the first question that head coach Mike Zimmer fielded uh, when you heard him speak mo- uh, moments ago. Who's going to step up on special teams with Brothers out because he's a core member of the Vikings special teams, and Zim said it'll be a few defensive backs who'll have an opportunity to step in there. Vikings starting right guard Josh Klein has also been ruled out. He suffered a concussion in last week's game and is still in the concussion protocol. It's likely that Dakota Dozier will play in Klein's place. If not Dakota Dozier, it could be Drew 
Samia. For the Bears, well, we don't have their injury report yet, so that's going to come out later on Friday. Make sure you stay tuned to all the Vikings social media platforms and websites for injury updates on the Vikings and the Bears, but we're keeping an eye on defensive tackle Akeem Hicks, who injured his knee last week, wide receiver Taylor Gabriel, who had a concussion in last week's game, and kicker Eddie Pinheiro, who's got a knee issue that he played through last week but is continuing to deal with this week. Those three players among the notable names to watch on the Bears injury report. Speaking of the Bears, their head coach is Matt Nagy. He talked about the Vikings' commitment to the run game. They're persistent with it. It's a it's something that they're going to do uh, regardless, uh, and they're they're good at it. You know, they he's he's a guy that fits that mold that that zone type runner that can see the vision of being able to hit the wide zone, the, the inside zone, and then cut it back. So if your pursuit's not there, you're in trouble. He's got speed. He can do things out of the backfield with his hands. Um, they're using them really well. So and then they, they have some nice packages, and their offensive line is is playing playing well too. They're they're blocking a lot of different fronts, and they're they're penetrating the other side of the line of scrimmage. And there's no penetration on your side of the line of scrimmage. So they're uh, they're they're doing well with the run game. Matt Nagy is correct. The Vikings, the best rushing football team in the NFL when you consider only yards by running backs. When you uh, add in rushing yards from other positions like the quarterback, the Baltimore Ravens are ahead of the Vikings, but they're the only team. The Vikings, number two rushing team in the NFL, number one by running backs. And the commitment to the run that Nagy speaks of is true. Since Kevin Stefanski, the Vikings current offensive coordinator, took over as the play caller with three games to go last year and through three games this year, the run to pass ratio, 186 to 145. 186 to 145, the run pass ratio for the Vikings under Stefanski's play calling acumen. 160.1 rushing yards per game, 10 rushing touchdowns in those six games. And the Vikings are averaging 26 points per game. So this newfound affinity and ability to run the ball is doing wonders for the Vikings offense. If this team scores 26 points a game for the balance of the season, they're going to win a lot of games. We have a lot of show to go, but the rest of it's going to have to come up after this break. Before we go to break, remember that Sunday, September 29th, is the TCO 5K. Runners can finish on the 50-yard line at TCO Stadium as part of the TCO Vikings 5K. Spots are still available. Register today at Vikings.com. And stay tuned right here for more Vikings final prep after the break. Hey everybody, this is Vikings Final Prep. I'm your host, Mike Wobshaw at TCO Performance Center. Welcome back. More show to get to, but first, nominate your school now to be named the Minnesota Football Community of the Year presented by Innovative Office Solutions. The program will honor the winning community of the year with a town takeover and a check for $10,000. Nominate your community now at vikings.com slash community of the year. Now, a Viking who grew up in a Minnesota community has returned to the squad. Defensive back, returner, special teams ace, Marcus Sherrills, who hails from Rochester, Minnesota. He was a guest this week of Voice of the Vikings' Paul Allens on Vikings Live. Do you have a favorite punt return or punt return touchdown, like one that, boom, just jumps out at you? Uh, yeah, my very first one. It was on my birthday um, in Detroit against the Lions. Um, Percy Harvin had a kick return before that. Yeah. So 
he came up and told me it's your turn, and then we got a partner turn in that game <laughs> as well. So it was fun. Uh, back to the Saints for a second. What's uh, wh how are things going down there for Teddy, Teddy Bridgewater? Oh, they love him down there. You know how Teddy is. It's hard not to wherever he is. Um, he's doing really good. Obviously, he's got starting quarterback talent, and it shows down there. He's behind Drew Brees, but. I'm sure he'll make his way. So, so when you left and you went to New Orleans, spent the offseason there, Marcus, what did you find you were missing most not being here? Uh, <laughs> I wasn't gone too long, so it, it really wasn't that hard because I was still able to come back periodically. But like I said earlier, it was, it was hot down there. It yeah. was really hot. And I'm, <laughs> I'm a Minnesota guy. I've never lived anywhere else, so I was not used to that heat. Uh, well, mm -hmm. I mean, you're from Rochester, played mm -hmm. in, uh, played for the Gophers, played yeah. here eight years. So <laughs> can I ask you that again in January or February yeah, yeah. when the snow's up here and it's <laughs> minus 20? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean you, you are Minnesota Rays. You know mm -hmm. what it's all like. Hey, uh, for you, no punt return touchdown since October of 2016 against the Texans. Do you think you can get one or some this year? Uh, we're due for one then, right? Um, it's time. You know, this is obviously a great special teams group. we got a new coordinator this year, and uh, Marlon Maloof, and he's doing a good job of catching me yeah. up with things. And uh, I'm, I'm excited, and I'm ready to roll. How about this? Punt return touchdown at Soldier Field. Mm -hmm. Maybe that leads to a Vikings win. And his 32nd birthday is on Monday. <laughs> Wouldn't that be great for yeah, an early birthday be, gift? Yeah, early birthday present. Yeah. Nice. yeah. Former and now new Viking Marcus Sherls. Once a Viking, always a Viking. Always good to have Marcus Sherls back in the fold. Hey, a punt return touchdown against the Bears, that would do wonders. We've returned kicks for touchdowns against the Bears before. Cordero Patterson had one at Soldier Field. And hey, he's with the Bears, so we're going to have to face Cordero Patterson. He's one of the two Pro Bowl punt returners that Vikings head coach Mike Zimmer referenced earlier in the show. But that's our Pro Bowl punt returner right there, Marcus Sherrills. One of the best, if not the best, punt returner in Vikings history. That was Vikings Live, which you can watch every Thursday evening at 6 or 6.30 on Fox 9. Let's go to another show that you can see on Fox 9. This one over the weekends, and you can see it rerun on Fox Sports North. It's Vikings Game Plan. One of the segments features yours truly, Ron Johnson, and voice of the Vikings, Paul Allen. On this week's segment of Winning Formula, we talked about the newfound unpredictable nature of the Vikings offense, how to attack Chicago's defense, and how to make Mitch Trubisky tremble. Welcome back to Vikings Game Plan. Paul Allen, Wabi from Vikings.com, Ron Johnson, Fox 9's Vikings Game Day Live, here to chat about the unpredictable nature of the Minnesota Vikings offense. You see, orchestrated by that guy, Kevin Stefanski, you don't average 26 points a game by being predictable. Let's begin with this guy. Irv Smith Jr., rookie from Alabama, three catches, 60 yards. That was unpredictable against Oakland. Ron, it came out of nowhere. What else do you have? Uh, three tight end sets. When you go three tight end sets, everybody assumes the run. But then also you see here, you go two receivers and you run with Madison. So you really don't know what you're going to get out of this offense. But for Irv Smith to have two passes over yep. 15 yards out of a that? three tight end set, as well as Adam Thielen running a jet sweep about that? handoff. Normally, jet sweep is just to, to make the linebackers look. And the running back gets it. And that's where everybody went to the running back. Thielen sneaks in the end zone. It's an unpredictable offense. It's also an offense that is balanced and not just in terms of runs and passes per game, but balanced in who they use in their formations and their personnel groupings. 
um, which is really good. But I want to give a lot of credit to Kevin Stefanski. 186 runs versus 145 passes in the six games that he's called plays. That is significantly more runs than passes and something Mike Zimmer wanted and was vocal about in the middle of last season. He's getting it right now, and this is the type of team that Mike Zimmer wants to have. It is The backbone of the team is its defense, and it's buoyed by a good running game, which makes it very difficult to come back when the Vikings have a lead. Now, just to dagger the unpredictable nature of the offense, they threw twice to C.J. Ham. okay? Now, it's not like the biggest splashy play in the world, but the next team, the Bears, has to account for it. Speaking of the Bears, one of the best defenses in the NFL, without a doubt. What are the best routes to attacking the Bears defense? Wabi, we begin with you. I think it's moving cousins. I think it's bootlegs, moving pockets, whatever it might be. Not having Kirk be a stationary target at Soldier Field. Naked with that boots. Pass yes. And I think it has to be, they have to be quick throws out of those bootlegs. The touchdown to Adam Thielen last week on a bootleg, Cousins had all the time in the world. He stood there and waited. It's not going to be that going to be quick throws out of those bootlegs, but you've got to get the Bears flowing one way and use that momentum against them, bootleg out the back end of a play and get Cousins on the move. And I agree with Kirk Cousins, and Pete Burst has talked about it earlier on film study, slam versus stay home. If Khalil Mack's staying home, Kirk Cousins has to understand that in the naked boot, and what are his options? Does he yeah. throw it quick, or do you just throw it away and, and live to fight another day and don't let Khalil Mack get to the ball? The other thing is running the ball, because if he slams on a run, he's usually going to make that tackle backside. I'd say run at him and make the other guys flow, because they don't do it as well as Mack. We know when Mack's running, that's what he wants to do. If he's guessing, you have him on his heels, you can win. Now, Wabi mentioned it earlier about the identity of the Minnesota Vikings to a certain extent being defense. Quarterback for the Chicago Bears, Mitchell Trubisky. We need to find roots to make Trubisky tremble. How do we do that? I like the Packers. If you look at what they did, I think that's the key, is keeping guys in the box. One time on third and nine, they had two guys down in the three-point stands and five guys standing. Mitch had no idea. He didn't know who to throw the ball to. He didn't know who was blitzing, who was rushing. So that's the key. And we know Zimmer does the A-gap blitz and uh, double scheme. Yeah. He has to do that, but also have Harry walk up in the line, have Ant Harris walk up on the line. Make Mitchell Trubisky overcount, overthink, and then get into your regular coverage and let your guys go in and take off. And that's the key is just not letting him understand who's going to come and who's in coverage. All right, let's go from one of the more diminutive, understated players on the team. Marcus Sherrills, who you heard from a couple of minutes ago. And now we're going to go to one of the more, oh, I don't know, loquacious, outspoken, good-natured, peppy players on the team. Everson Griffin, the Vikings defensive end, was a guest on Good Morning Football in an entertainment segment from Friday. They did a lot of things in this segment. You're going to hear all of it. And keep in mind, Everson was wearing a muscle shirt during this interview. Take a listen. And he's joining us now right there from Minnesota, I think in the weight room. Oh. Guys, let's welcome Everson Griffin. Yeah. Ah. Hey, Everson. Must be lat day. Amazing. Everson, <laughs> welcome yes. to the show. It's been a very good start to the season for your team, <laughs> but also for you individually. You've got two sacks in three weeks. How do you feel about the state of the Minnesota Vikings? And how do you feel the state of Everson Griffin and those biceps this morning? Woo. Um, you know, every Friday, you know, um, I, I get I get my little workout in. We call them TV arms. You know, you got to be ready for the TV. And you know, I, I'm on TV this morning, so I had to get really right for the TV. So um, I want to give a shout out to Brent, Brent, um, he, uh, my punter. He gave us these um, 
muscle shirts and you know I feel like we're doing well you know we're on a um I think we're just grinding we're grinding through um each and each and every opportunity that we have to um to go out there and win and as long as that we do that we got a chance to win each and every each and every week Everson, last season you stepped away from the game for five weeks. You called it a, a rough year in the offseason. Now, as a man and a former player who's been very transparent about therapy when I played and even now, removed from the game, and I know what a time of reflection away from all the chaos can do for you. What did you learn from your time away? Um, I learned that you got to take care of yourself. Um, you know, I take care of my body each and every week. I take care of my, um, make sure I'm um, training hard, make sure I'm training my muscles, make sure I'm doing extra work. But you also got to train your mind. You got to train your mind. Your mind is your, your biggest strength. So, you know, I dug in deep. You know, I went in and I trained my mind and, you know, I took care of myself in the proper ways. And it feels good. You know, I'm healthy. Um, my family's healthy. You know, everybody's happy. And, you know, that's all that matters. Family first and foremost. We're so happy to hear that. And, of course, a really important message from Everson Griffin this morning. I want to ask you about a guy that I cannot stop watching the highlights of, and it's Dalvin Cook. So let's talk offense here for a second. He is leading the league in rushing after three weeks. He is healthy himself. And this running game is clicking. And you've got the Bears this week. Uh, I would like to know what you think makes Dalvin Cook so special. Can you size him up for me in a way that only you can? Yes, you know, Dalvin Cook, he, he has world-class he has world class um, speed, um, world-class burst. And, you know, when he gets in the open field, he could, he could burst at the drop of a dime. You know, he's very elusive and he's very quick. And, um, and, and what people don't notice, he's a hard runner. He's going to finish through the guys. And, but his world-class burst and speed is, is crazy. Um, his vision through the holes and his way, and his way to get to the end zone has is, is been spectacular. And, you know, we need him week in and week out. And he's He's doing a great job. You know, everybody's happy to have, you know, Davin back healthy and, and exploding each and every week. Okay, that's going to do it for this week's edition of Vikings Final Prep. We are ready to go, and now you are too. The Minnesota Vikings will fly to Chicago on Saturday for a game against the Chicago Bears at Soldier Field on Sunday. Of course, you can catch the game right here on FM 100.3, The Fan, KFAN, and all across the Vikings radio network, wherever you are. In the five-state area, voice of the Vikings, Paul Allen will have the call. Pete Bursich in the booth. Yours truly between them, Greg Coleman and Ben Lieber on the sideline. Calling the action. Can't wait to bring it to you on Sunday. Kickoff 325 p.m. Central Time. On behalf of everyone at FM 100.3, the fan, the Vikings Radio Network, and here at the Vikings Entertainment Network, thank you for listening. Thanks to Chris Corso for producing. Enjoy the weekend, everyone. Skull Vikings.